Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and uh, we're going to bring you the February 2007 CTSS quiz answer. So, a series of 10 incredibly great cases, and let's get started. So the first case I asked you, what is the best diagnosis? Again, it's always hard to look at a couple images and make the best diagnosis, but I gave you a hint and I said, look at the entire film. So you see I'm saying lymphoma, testicular cancer, neurofibromatosis, sarcoidosis, sounds big, and there it is. You see these extensive infiltrating tumor, it's around the aorta, it's around the pancreatic region, maybe you think even pancreatic cancer, but what I want you also to see in this image is look at the spine. Look at the size of the spinal canal. It's markedly enlarged. And you can see rods on the side. The patients had surgery. The mass is infiltrating in low density. So yes, I would think about lymphoma, possibility. I mentioned testicular cancer. It gives low density nodes, though usually it's more discrete, even lower densitylier than it is here, and probably not as infiltrating. Sarcoidosis gives you nodes, but typically they're not low density. And what you see in this case is an infiltrating process. It's a very unusual appearance. This is neurofibromatosis. And what helps you is that entire film hint looking at the spinal canal. The only one of these entities that widens the canal would be neurofibromatosis. Excellent case. Next case, I'm going to ask you what's the best diagnosis. I'm going to look at the renal artery. And is it fibromuscular dysplasia, Takayashu's aortitis, atherosclerotic disease, or part of the Marfan syndrome triad? Well, the first thing to let you know is uh, there's no such thing as the Marfan syndrome triad. I think there was some rock group by that name. But what you see in this case is there's soft tissue thickening around the aorta and both renal arteries. Atherosclerotic disease, you can see plaque, soft tissue density, but this is like infiltration. It's not FMD, get, that gives you the string of pearls appearance. This is classic for Takayashu's. See it usually in the great vessels or in the arch. This is very unusual. In all honesty, I've never seen it involving the renal arteries like this. And you can see the left renal arteries particularly involved. And look how small that left uh, kidney, in fact, is. Great answer. Next case, what about this one? This is a uh, diagnosis, and um, you're going to see a large mass in the chest. And I'm asking you lymphoma, myeloma, lung cancer, Ewing sarcoma. And you can see the mass, large, destroys a few ribs, could be almost any of these. Lymphoma can give you infiltration, myeloma, more of an a expansile component, I guess. Lung cancer, direct invasion of a lung cancer into the chest wall. But this was a younger patient, and this is a wonderful example, unfortunately, of a large primary tumor, a Ewing sarcoma. Just a very, very impressive example. Another case, let me ask you about this one. What's the best diagnosis in this case? I'm going to show you a renal mass. Is it a myolipoma? Is it a MET? Is it renal cancer? Is it lymphoma? Well, in this case, I'm showing you volume rendering in MIP images. You see a vascular lesion, upper polaroid kidney, there's a central scar. That central scar, you might think even about an oncocytoma, that's a possibility. It's not fat, it's low density, but it's necrotic. Could be a MET, METs are vascular at times, they don't need to be. The patient had a known tumor like a lung cancer, could be a possibility. Lymphoma, I guess that's possible, but when all is said and done, I go with renal cell carcinoma. Go with the statistics, very nicely shown in this example. Okay, next case. 
Best diagnosis, liver and splenic lesions are present, lymphoma, histoplasmosis, metastasis, thoracic use. Well, there are a number of things that give you liver and splenic lesions. Sarcoid is one of them in the benign process, and lymphoma is another. But in this case, when you look at the images, what you really see are the lesions are calcified in part. That's not going to be lymphoma. I guess you can argue treated lymphoma, but I've never seen this appearance. METs, if you had mucinous adenocarcinoma, they can calcify, but again, it's calcification without mass effect. Thoratrace use, that was used in the 30s and 40s. I wrote articles in the 80s about it. You do get high density in liver and spleen. It goes into RE cells, but that's not its typical appearance. You'd also see calcified lymph nodes. This is a great example of histoplasmosis. Very impressive involvement of liver as but particularly the spleen. So great diagnosis. Okay, we're halfway there. Number six. Regarding uh, the aorta in this case, the key finding is the dissection, false lumen nearly occluding the true lumen, vasculitis, or perfusion changes. And if you look at these two images, 3D sagittal projection, what you really are impressed by is look how small that true lumen is. It is markedly compressed at and just above and just beneath the diaphragm. And you can have significant problems. In fact, sometimes they need to go in with a catheter and cause fenestrations to communicate between true and false lumen to expand the true lumen. So it's something that's very important to look at. You also can see very nicely the differential flow in this patient between the true and the false lumen. Okay, very good. Next case, what's the best diagnosis here? And this is really a great case. Uh, is it a diverticulum? Is it a polyp? Is it a cancer? An ectopic ureteroceal? When you look at the images, the key thing is that the left kidney is basically not visualized. So what you're really seeing is a large tubular structure, classic for an ectopic ureteroceal, classic location, markedly dilated. Just a wonderful, wonderful example. Best example I think I've had of this in many years. Next case, what's the best diagnosis here? I'm going to show you it a tibia with extensive florid periosteal reaction. So you do think about osteo and you do think about fractures, particularly stress fractures that is, osteoosteoma, maybe a bone infarct, though this case is not a bone infarct. So what do you think about? The rest of the bone looks good, the soft tissues look good. When you see this much florid periosteal reaction and look at that small central nidus, you're hitting a home run. It's an osteoid osteoma. Next case, mass and right atrium. Well, without even reading the history, you're thinking about uh, things like uh, thrombi. You're thinking about atrial myxoma, maybe metastasis. So I ask you, which is the most likely? Myxoma, thrombus, blood clot, or extension by a renal cell cancer? And the key here, of course, is you can see that the IVC is distended. You don't really see the renal mass well, but you can see the IVC is infiltrated. There's a mass growing up from IVC directly into atrium, very nicely shown on the last image, which is a negative display. And so in this case, it's something growing up. I guess theoretically it could have been adrenal carcinoma, renal cell carcinoma, uh, and that's your best answer. Very good. And now for the last but not least, what's the anomaly in this case? So I'll give you four possibilities. But here's just a very nice, simple anomaly of no real true clinical significance. Look at the LAD, look at the circumflex. 
They both arise individually off the left cusp. It's an uncommon variation of no critical clinical significance, but just something I thought I would mention to you. And with that, I hope you got our uh, dirty 10 or dirty dozen, depending how you look at it. And we thank you for your attention, and we'll see you back here bright and early next month. Thanks a lot.